Well, friends, family, it's that time of the uh, week. We are at the Death Piles and Taxes show, episode number 98, Adam. We're barely getting into it. You're already getting hot controversies. I know. We, we have some guests, and we'll uh, be talking with them a little later, but feel free to join in if you want. Should we tell... Should we tell names or keep suspense? Uh, let's, let's hold off just a minute. Let's get into your controversies, some things you've been doing this week, and then I got a, I got a beef with PSA that I got to go over with you. Uh-oh. Well, controversy creates cash. Well, this is uh, the Death Pile and Taxes podcast special, getting close to that Hundy Hundy episode. We're number 98 today. Uh, we do got something to do. We got to do 30. And we got this is for, for Waddy. Last week I did come prepared. That was a good episode, though. You get good feedback on that? I, I heard that there were several people that were, uh, I guess, jealous of Waddy and his uh, very suave and deboner ways. Suave and deboner? Yeah. That's uh, something different where I come from. That's what Pelican told me. Well, <laughs> that's why you don't listen to Pelican. He said it's very well-spoken. He said, uh, he said that's what you get for hanging out with Ken Jennings. We didn't even bring that up. I forgot about that. But I, And even after that, rumors have it, he might be the next host. Oh, Yeah. They said, Alex, you know, we all know he's not doing great. He's had that cancer for several years, but they were saying he might be the next Alex Trebek. Oh, I thought you meant Waddy might be the next Death Piles and Taxes host. Oh, no, 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 Alex. Alex might be getting replaced. Well, if ever your state has, like, a somehow inland hurricane, and you have a good idea after work to run up, you know, an hour or so to check out some things at a Walmart, yeah. don't do it. What, what do you mean? I, uh, I, I gunned it up to... The clear field after work, which means nothing to a lot of people. But I, I'm, I'm looking for certain items. And I can't get too much into detail because, you know. Canning lids? Can't, let's just call them canning lids for the kids. But this is Christmas canning lids. And uh, I had me a hot tip. Okay, a hot tip that you were giving to people. So I thought, I'll go up to uh, this town that's about an hour outside my work. And I'll clear house and I'll come in here just happy as can be for the podcast. And what happened? Well, uh, apparently we had some sort of a, a windstorm in the state last night that affected the northern half. It was Hurricane, I don't know, Gustavo. Hurricane Pelly. So I get uh, about, you know, two exits away from where I'm going, and there's a semi-truck still tipped over off the side of the road. Couldn't get by. There's a Home Depot sign in the middle of the freeway. <laughs> okay. And uh, for some reason the lights aren't working, to the signal traffic lights. Were there several people out by the sign looking for work? No, I wasn't at the Home Depot. Oh, okay. This is uh, just getting off the freeway. I don't know if you threw them off because the sign was in the freeway. So, no, well, that would have been even worse. So, I uh, stop over at this Walmart because I'm like, well, Walmarts stay open no matter what because that's where people go to loot and get things. It's true. And I thought, okay, so I pull up and, uh, you know, they have half of it shut down, but that's how most Walmarts look right now, half's open. Yeah. So, I go pulling over on this side and I'm just happy as, you know, I'm, I'm, I got this, I can't save the item. Because I mean, you wouldn't even tell me. Because, you know, there's ears out there. But I, I pull up, and there's a big uh, poster board in the Walmart window that says, due to power outage, we're closed. Sorry for the inconvenience. So what happened to all the, the uh, frozen goods? I, I don't buy any frozen goods from uh, northern Utah Walmarts, apparently, for the next couple weeks. I know they got those backup generators. So then I have to get on the freeway and get back home so I can be here with you guys. I was going to bring in a big trophy and... And show you what I've been been looking at. But you've been hot and down. So, well, like I said, this is the Death Piles and Taxes podcast. Your randomness about learning how to make cash. We got some special guests in house, and uh, they came bearing gifts. I know. I I'm just uh, I'm gonna start inviting more people. I get all these presents. <laughs> I got me a uh, a Ric Flair WCW Monday Nitro Limited Edition Set One uh, action figure. Oh boy. We did a quick scan. It's from 1997. Wow. Toy Maker's Edition, it looks like. Quick scan, there hasn't been any on eBay for the last 90 days. Well, you know what that means. You can set your own price. That means that's going to be a high-dollar item. The big ticket. So what's your, what's your beef? Well, you know, I've, I've been carved deep in this, trying to make my money back. Got to get ready. And I sent off several things to um, PSA graded, and I had a lot to come back, and this is how it came back. This is. It didn't come back encased. It didn't give me a grade. They just sent it back like that. They still charged me for it. Missized Q. Yeah. I I don't know what that means. 
means you better get on the phone and see what it means. I, I, tried, I, I have called twice and left messages, but they're a tough uh, bunch to get a hold of. Well, I'll right give now. you my secret number of how to get a hold of them. Okay, well, I appreciate that. So, anyway, this card came back and said, like I said, missized, miss which I don't know what it means. It's a normal-sized card, so yeah, they didn't grade it. So that's still a bummer because they charged me for it. Well, yeah, we'll have to get to the bottom of that one. And then my other beef was I... Back to the, the meth head. Remember the meth head? How could I forget? <laughs> I, I was hoping that I was going to make my millions from the meth head buying those cards. And I sent in several, I sent in six different cards that had been graded from another company to PSA. And I put a minimum grade of nine on them. All of them were PSA 10 or graded 10 from the other company. There you go. I sent it in as a crossover. So they would break it. And, and they didn't even break them. So they sent it back to me. All of them were tens, but only one of them came back as a graded nine. But I, I'm still kind of baffled and behooved by this. Because well, you told them if it wasn't a nine, don't do I, it. I, I did. But, so you're bad yourself. But how did all of them come back? They were all tens, but one of them came back that it was a nine. Have so you watched this Cobra Kai show that's taken over? It's getting popular now. I saw the, the previous. There's some Miyagi magic going on over there at PSA. You just, I mean, it's just you, you wax on, you wax off a little bit. Yeah, if they say it's an eight, it's an eight. If they say it's a ten, it's a ten. So, but usually, like they're they're supposed to break the case and open it up so that there's no. That's the way I understood it. You know, there's no uh, bias towards it, saying, "Hey, this is what they're saying is we're we're better than that. We're not going to mark it a ten. But they shouldn't even know what it is. Well, I'm uh, I'm working on getting a PSA guest. Um, that guy that I talked to that's, that's from these parts. Oh, that's a good beginning. So maybe we'll write down all of our all of our questions, and uh, someday we'll have those mysteries answered. And and one thing that I've learned from my past doings with the IRS, uh, which I actually just had a good experience this week, um, I try to bring up all the nice things that they've done for me first. So I'm not going to pepper our PSA guy with, what the hell happened with my Jerry Sloan card? You know, Jerry was a legend in these parts. How come my, my Kobe... He's never been missized a day in his life. Why do you say that to his face? <laughs> he called the Miller family telling him he was a little missized. Hey. He wasn't bounced the first round of the playoffs. That's right. Never, ever, I don't think. Um, oh, man, you just took me off track. You're going to call him be nice. Oh, yeah, I was going to be yeah. nice to him. And just let him know, like, hey, you know, really appreciate my oversized Jordans. You know, it came in. Oversized is okay. Undersized isn't okay. Apparently that's we're so. Learning. No, that's, that's the true story. But we got those oversized Jordans that have come back. I, I did. Man, you're handing out those oversized Jordans uh, like it's going out business. I, I am handing them out. We're doing our giveaway here on the, the Death Piles and Taxes, starting to get some good traction. Did the same thing over to Phil's. Wanted to tell our buddy Phil that we appreciate all he's doing. And, man, he can't keep cards in stock is what he's telling me. Yeah, you go over to fellowship with Phil and uh, maybe get you some good cards. Well, I, I, he's I, trying. He has a big order sheet. It's just what comes in. That's what he keeps telling me. So I figured we, we hit the guy with some good questions. Uh, appreciate all the good uh, I'm working on it. It's one of those things that I, I don't know if they're allowed to talk to the media. I don't know how it works. Well, you know, the curtain can come back from Oz or not. It's just us here talking right now. So Well, I mean, we got our guests. If, if you guys want to chime in at all, feel free. Step to the plate. Um, also... Fourth quarter's coming up, and I need, I need to say a few things. Okay. You need to start getting your packing supplies now for the fourth quarter. There's a, there's rumors going around, and uh, with the post office, there's always rumors, but they might be doing away with the padded envelope. PSA? The uh, priority. Oh, yeah, see, you know the priority mail, padded envelope, flat, flat rate, everyone loves it. I know it. If it fits, it ships. Uh, there's a rumor going around that they might be going away from that. So if you can get a bunch, you're grandfathered in. So even if you don't need any, I would go onto the USPS uh, site and I would order a bunch. Um, also, just things that you might need as far as shipping supplies go. Uh, I would go over there and load that wagon. Because once you know that you need shipping supplies, it's a little too late. I don't know if you just saw that, but I have my special blue padded envelopes I got for myself. Specially fitted for uh, graded cards. Well ahead of you on that one. Well, that's not the USPS priority mail. Well, I understand that. But so I, you're going to have to pay more to ship that. Well, I understand, but it's in my own stamp of approval on it. So two, three bucks. I've already had several good comments about how well they're packaged. Several good feedbacks. That's right. Well, that's good. Got to do something to get those feedbacks. Not all of us have been doing this since the, the aughts. It was the single odds, but now get over there, get loaded up on your shipping supplies. If you're not going to get it from the uh, 
from the post office. You can go like Adam, go get your own special little blue envelopes, do whatever you got to do to ship your stuff. But it's time to load up on that kind of stuff. Those because super cheap. I got them from Amazon. Just astronomically cheap. And yeah, I'm going to tell you a little secret that I've been doing. All these packages that I've been getting back, I've got a box in there. So now I don't even have shipping supplies because I just ship it right back in the box they gave it to me. You recycle it. Same uh, padded envelope, same uh, bubble wrap. It's It's been good. Oh, I've done the same. I'm telling our listeners out there who might not be selling their, uh, their padded cards. They might be selling the tractor supplies or something. I don't know. They need to get some boxes and they need to load up because once Grandpa's ordering those uh, John Deere parts... It's time to be shipping, not looking for the boxes. We, we know no one's selling canning uh, goods because you'd already be buying them. You can't find them. They're non-existent. And if you were listening to this show, you made a lot of money off doing that. All right, well, we better have one of these special guests in-house uh, step up. Which one of you boys is going to be first? Coming up to the big plate. Did, do we have walk-up music for him? What, what music do you know? I, I don't I even know how he could be in a better mood after his uh, football game last night. That was unbelievable. It was a slaughter. It was like Derek going against anyone else in uh, wrestling memorabilia on Twitter. Uh, I thought it was going to be a buffet joke there, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> Jimmy Cheapy Pants, are we going with your, your legal name, or are you just Jimmy Cheapy Pants today? That's good. That's <laughs> Cheapy good. Pants is good. <laughs> Jimmy, how many episodes of the Death Pile and Taxes show have you listened to? So I listened last week, and Mr. Waddy was impressive. Like Adam said, one thing I have that he doesn't is I have listened to the Death Piles and Taxes podcast twice as long as him. Twice as long? Yeah. <laughs> because you listen to it on single speed. I listen at normal speed. Double speed. Yeah, have you ever tried the double speed? I, I get on like the one and a half, and I still can't handle it. I gotta, that's I gotta, about as far as I can go. Yeah, I've tried the double speed before, and that's just that's too efficient. I don't, I don't have that little of time. But... With Jimmy, I mean, he is another one of those uh, masterly educated men. He has a lot of things that he does well for the uh, municipalities here in the state. And uh, he, again, he's got to like it because he'd be wasting a lot of time to listen to us for an hour go on every single week. So, And also, this is not his first appearance on the show. It is not. He was at the Venue Sports uh, with Phil show. He's checking out my undersized card over there. i got a theory on that. You got a theory. Well, Let's hear it. You, you are the uh, the masterly educated man, so please share your theory. No, I just I remember reading a few months ago about PSA having an issue, or whatever grading companies having an issue with cards being trimmed. Ooh. So, you know, if some if you've got a card with a little bent corner, then you cut off the corner just a tiny bit, hoping to get a better grade. That and they've had sense. to start looking closer at. Making sure the cards aren't cut. I'm going to have to check on the guy. That sounds like something you would have done. But you think, yeah. You probably have your kids down there in the basement clipping corners. Is that a real autograph on it? It's it's a sticker. Oh, okay. It's it's a sticker so autograph. So it is. It would it'd probably be worth trimming if you're trying to send it to get yeah, graded. It very well could be. You're the one that sent it to get graded. I, so bu- I bought this wrong. I bought this from a, a fine establishment here locally. So I'm well, you don't even know what gentlemen's clubs you've been attending. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, there's, there's some stories behind that. I don't have random numbers in my cell phone. Well, I, I do business. <laughs> you do a lot. I do business. You do a lot of business. You never know where you're going to get results. You never know where you're going to meet people at. Well, Jimmy, Death Piles and Taxes, do you have a favorite episode or a favorite moment of the podcast now that we're coming up on 100 episodes? No, I think my favorite moments are when Adam uses a word that has a different meaning to me than it does to him. <laughs> it always gives me a chuckle, so... Uh, I, I believe you're obfuscating the future, uh, you know, of the things that we learned in college. If you didn't know this, we Jimmy and I, we, we shared the, an economics class. One of us did extremely well, the other of us didn't pass. The one who has a podcast talking about business, and the other one is just a guest. <laughs> who, who knows which is which at this point? Well, I didn't fail it. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, but I did not get a good grade in that class. C's get degrees, and it took right. me a long time to get those. Well, you earned it. You bought it. Jimmy, have you ever sold anything on the internet? No. What's the What's the holdup? What's the What's or you listen to ninety nine <laughs> episodes? You're part of two of the ninety nine episodes. Well, my wife sells a lot of stuff on Facebook Marketplace. So your wife does the selling. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, my own stuff. I don't have anything that valuable. I like to think that <laughs> the stuff that is valuable, I I keep. 
Um, I think the main reason I don't sell stuff is because I'm really risk averse. I do not like and speculating. Cheapy pens. Yeah. You didn't learn from Wally last week when he was saying how much stuff he had sold and then he credited it all to his wife doing all the work on what they have sold. Yeah, that's why I should have said how much I sell. So your wife sells things on the internet. Yes. With your advice. No. She just does it all on her own. So does she listen to the podcast? No. She could be like tripling her money if she was, right? Made me learn what not to do. Apparently, it's have success over there. So, what are some things that, that uh, the missus has sold that's amazed you with the price that it's uh, received? Well, one thing I guess that we do consult on is on bigger things. We consult on the price, and I like to, you know, if we don't have a rush to sell something, I'll I'll suggest that we, you know, put it at a higher price. We had we got a new washer and dryer. The washer was gross. It was a it was a problem. So we didn't want to resell that one. We just had to get rid of it. But the dryer, you know, we looked online and most of them used ones were like 100 bucks. So I said, well, I'll just throw it for 200 and we'll, it doesn't hurt. We, we, we got a spot in the garage. We could keep it. And like a day later, it sold. So I think that's one of the things I've learned from you guys is if you if you don't have to rush, just price it however you want and that's, see what happens. That slow dime pays off sometimes. Sometimes you just set it and forget it, especially if you got the space. I mean, same person would pay fifty would pay two hundred. But out of the same thing, I mean, if you're not selling a lot, you're pretty knowledgeable when it comes to the things that we're selling. You're always chiming in with bits and pieces. I mean, just on this PSA article, I remember reading it, but I forgot about it. So, extremely knowledgeable. So, how does it, how do you stay engaged, or why do you stay engaged with this? Well, I, I stay engaged with things that interest me. I do buy a lot. I don't buy as much as <laughs> if I were going to try to sell it. But um, What are you buying? So I, I buy stuff that I liked when I was a kid, and I buy it for my kids. But I'm not spending a lot of money. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll buy these packs of cards from the 80s that you can that have millions of that you can get for 10 bucks for a whole box. And then... They'll pick out the ones they like, and we'll throw the rest in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he should take those from the trash. He'll give them to Phil. Phil gives them to the kids, and sometimes he'll look you up with a little in-store in discount. For well, let me go. I gotta say something nice about Phil because everybody already know, everybody already knows. But anytime you go in, he'll he'll be super nice to you, even if you know he. We went in. We were lucky enough to get there on the first day, so I think he remembers us because of that. First day he opened, he wrote our names down on a little he, notebook. He, he does have we'll come notebook. in there, and he'll pull up his notebook, and there's the names, and he'll give the, you know, the kids get their brings in the the, the, cards, the, so. uh, the Jimmy Cheapy Pants litter with them. Just brings them all in. They 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 in there. He knows everybody's names. He gives them cards. <coughs> Desert Storm cards. That, that was hot on my son's list. If you ever have those junky cards, though, go give them to him, and he'll give them to the kids. You don't know the difference between a. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say some bad players, but I'm just gonna offend people. So yeah, but between between YouTube and baseball cards, it's pretty fun for me to watch my kids get excited about uh, or about knowing who Bo Jackson is and Andre Dawson, who was my favorite, and all these old players that I know our other guest was <laughs> a participant in because I remember some of the stuff that he had when we were we were little kids. So it's just fun. Uh, it's that nostalgia button. That's kind of what we're talking about. Uh, Jimmy's smart enough to try to do it on a on a more economically friendly budget than most people. But that's that's what I'm selling with uh, a lot of the wrestling cards or um, other memorabilia and stuff that we're selling out there. A lot of it is that nostalgia factor that people just want to share either with their kid or relive their childhood because those were you know they're good times in life. And we, you know, and, and now that this internet, like they they constantly watch you for some reason now. Like when I look at Facebook and I look at these videos. I have a plethora of videos of WWF, like old wrestling stuff that comes in, like the 1983 Royal Rumble matches. And You're welcome. Backstage, you know, the 10 most things that weren't supposed to happen. Now you know the secret of doing the clown. <laughs> I do not. That hasn't caught up there yet, but you just threw that out there, so it'll probably show up in my Facebook feed. Now everyone else listening to the podcast, they'll see it on their feed. They know the secret of Doink the Clown. Okay. I don't know what that means, nor do I want to find out. You know how there's secret text threads? Me and Mike Painters is uh, even... even uh, 
You have it. You even had another one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's like a pyramid scheme. And that's like <laughs> as long as I'm at the top, I have all these different connections, and then just the, the closer you get up, the, the thinner it gets. I don't know the less levels. Then your 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 downline gets thinner. Yeah, yeah. With the the less people, the more um, crap that there is. It's just, it depends what you're into, man. It depends what you're into. Is it time for a break, Adam? We're we're getting close. I got one other question for for uh, for Jimmy Cheapy Trance before we uh, we hit the next level. Now, if if I remember right, uh, you've got some pretty close ties with the state of Alaska. Is that correct? Yeah, and that's another thing that Wadi beat me to the punch. I was gonna try to hold you guys hostage for a download in Alaska, and he offered one up. He's really. offered, but he has not come through. All right, all right, then I still have a chance. So. I'll have to pick you up want to be my favorite Jimmy? I, want. <laughs> I haven't talked about my favorite Brian's for a while. If you want to be my favorite Jimmy, that Alaska comes through. Then we're going to have to work on the Dakotas. We will have a favorite Jimmy if that happens for us all. So let's uh, let's take a break here, and we'll come back on the other side hot with our other in-studio guest. Adam, I think I learned more about reselling during the break than I did the whole episode. Well, when we get that Patreon account, you can sign up for it. It'll be only five ninety nine per month, and you can hear all the good stuff during halftime. <laughs> the Patreon account, the GoFundMe account, or keep us alive on life support. <laughs> we got more gifts. We do got more gifts, man. You are a good guy. Apparently, people like to give you things. When you're 100 episodes, and uh, I don't know. Your friends give you, you friends. Your friends give you wrestling memorabilia. Evan Online just gives you grief. We got we got Flipper Anderson cards. It's just a party over here. That, that was the uh, Los Angeles Rams. That was one of my favorite teams as a kid. I like that. Guy. If his son could have caught, he'd been a great NFL athlete. That's true. Drez would have been up there too. Well, we got a new guy in the hot seat. This is a guy that I used to go pawn shopping with, oh. yard selling with. He's a he's a true pirate from back in the day, Adam. Was he a roommate back when you were getting the uh, Trevor Hicks stuff? He was a roommate back then. Yeah, probably about that same time. Trevor Hicks. <laughs> Someday Taylor Hicks can come punch you in the face. <laughs> oh, Taylor. Got I got so so eBay sends you these things every now and again and for their twenty fifth anniversary they sent a remember win kind of thing and it's like your first sell. I, I took a screenshot and he put it up on the Facebook thing. You do. It said your first sell, Taylor Hicks, whatever, with the picture of the thing. Mine was, I think, an uh, economics book from BYU. <laughs> there you go. Well, I didn't need it. <laughs> I didn't need that Taylor Hicks uh, sign, but welcome to the show. You got a cool nickname or alias you want to go by? No, you can just share my name. That's this is, this is Ben the Carney C. <laughs> <laughs> Carney, that's the name I learned one. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Happy to be here. Welcome into the Death Piles and Taxes program. How many, how many of these bad boys have you listened to now? This is my go-to question for everyone. Every single one of them. Faithful follower. Every week I look forward to that, that new, uh, the new episode and what they're bringing in this week. So I'm excited about it. Well, you have to like it because, like I said, I mean, I've got friends and they'll tell me the stuff to listen to and I can barely get through like their 12,000 text messages that they send me to once a week. So you spend some time listening to it. So why do you do that? What, what hooks it or what makes you want to keep listening um, I spend a lot of time um, with my job in my truck and in uh, in my office by myself. So I, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, listen to a lot of um, a lot of different things, a lot of books, and um, it's the it's the ones that you know catch your attention and the ones that are entertaining yet informative. And that's what I get out of this one. It's, um, I grew up with Derek. Uh, he brings up a lot of old stories that I haven't rehashed in years, and brings back the nostalgia, the memories that. I completely forgot about, and um, there's that factor, and then there's the educational part of it as well, where I'm um, learning something new, um, I, uh, I, I'm excited about what you guys do, it, and you hear those stories, you know, your success stories, and that's kind of, you know, you were asking me earlier about the favorite episode, and I was thinking of I, all the success stories that you tell, I remember the one, I, the MacGyver jacket, and the McDonald's mat, and the, uh, um, I got pretty excited about Jerry Salone's jockey shorts here and that. I, I, I listened to that episode, I think, a couple of times just because it was entertaining. So I had a guy reach out and want to know if I would sell him the jock strap 
and not sell it to the guy that bought it. There was a fight for the jock strap that I've yet to air out, but <laughs> you should have let me each grab one of the sides. No, I think we were going to. You know who lets go is the rightful owner, right? So. I, I think I don't. I don't think that jock hat left in it. There wasn't enough elastic left. If in there's anyone for, that knows a lot about jock straps, that would be you, D. Roy. That's true. I'm an expert in, in some very weird things, but. Well, you were saying during the break you had a Doink the Clown story. I did. And that just, that, that tickles me, so so can we please have a Doink the Clown story? Yeah, that's another thing about this podcast. Like I said, you bring up things that, memories that I'd forgotten about for years, and I actually, I worked with a kid, um, he was from out of state, I'm definitely not going to use his name. Um, Let's he, just call him Larry. Larry works. He, uh, he, he grew up in a... A different household, I guess. He lived with his mom, and uh, his mom dated many people. And one of the many people that she dated was actually Doink the Clown. No, Doink the Clown, and uh, he. Uh, we gave him so much crap about that because <laughs> I, I worked up in the office and he worked down in the shop. And I would, you remember Doink the Clown's theme song? Oh yeah, how could I forget? I would pull that up on YouTube and I'd blare it for everybody to hear, and everybody knew what it was, and they would point at him because. Because um, one you, day I guess he stood up for his mom and he got the crap kick out of him by Doink the Clown. <laughs> Doink was brutal. <laughs> this wow. guy uh, subsequently killed himself after you publicly shamed him <laughs> and bullied him in his workplace. No, I good. didn't. But we, he, he was good at taking crap, but um, we dished it out to him. It was very well, funny. If you were Doink the Clown's. Uh, See, this is not pre-staged. Somewhat son of I don't even know what you'd call that. You couldn't correlate the information better than that story. I mean, <laughs> allegedly a Doink the Clown story comes up, and Ben knows somebody whose mother was having a friendly conjugal visit with Doink the Clown. <laughs> Doink, came to cl- Doink Clown came to town every three months on the dock. He was there to do his show, and he knew where uh, this Larry's mom was there, located. There you go, man. I had never thought of that story until this point. Until, and that was, what, probably It could have been worse. Ago. Look up Alabama Doink. There's worse Doink the Clown than that one. Wow. Let's, uh, get that back, was let's get back on subject here. <laughs> Bad things for that story. Um, sure. Are you, have you resold anything on the internet? Any, I, I've seen your things pop up. I know you're working on the Facebook Marketplace, but what, what kind of things are you selling? Honestly, on eBay, I have not sold anything. Um, face, the Facebook Market, yeah, I do sell stuff on that. That's mostly just to get rid of things. That's a good <laughs> way. to clean out the house, yeah. Um, um, I guess I do a little bit with that. With uh, selling, it's I mean, listening to you guys, the, I guess the stories that you tell, it gets you motivated. And I've been thinking about, you know, what what would be my niche. And I'm one. I'm pretty cautious. I don't like to jump into anything. You guys talk about jumping in and learning and getting your feet wet. I'm a little more cautious, and I just I want to find my niche first. And so I'm still working on that, I guess. Now you used to be in the uh, storage unit game, though. Your your dad managed storage units, and you uh, you would buy some on occasion. Yes. Do you have any, that's something we haven't really talked about we, on the we podcast that we've dabbled in that area. What 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 are the secrets to uh, to buying storage units, or uh, we've all seen the TV shows, but everyone says those are kind of uh, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Little, little stays, little fake. Um, do you have any good storage unit finds or, or stories that you've heard from that? Then how do you go about you know buying a storage unit at a good cost? Any, any tips for the listeners? Honestly, at the time um, when I dabbled in that, it was more looking for things for my own personal use. It wasn't looking. I didn't have the resale mindset at that point. Um, but um, we did have, uh, I guess, from the TV shows, you know, people, they, they go to Linkwit and they, they end up auctioning off all of their stuff. And I was able to be a part of that, too. I'd see the people come in, and there was people with that mindset. That's what they do. They would go around um, doing just that. And we had several of those that come to the units that we were at. And I remember one, one um, couple in particular, um, they... Uh, they looked into this unit and they they got excited. They tried not to show it. They put on their game face. And, <laughs> but once they got it, we were we kind of kept our eye on them because you could tell they wanted something. And we looked into it and we just saw garbage. You know, it was. But um, once they won it, they won the unit. They were so excited, and they got in there. Um, I wanted to see what they were so excited about, so I kind of peeked around the corner and watched them. And they crawled through all this garbage up on top in there, and there was this little box, a little green box, that you could only see one side of it. And she rec- the lady recognized exactly what it was, and it was some doll, some figurine that she had had around. But she she'd done her homework. She knew the history of it. She knew 
you know, exactly what it was from just the corner of the box, and they opened it up, and the doll was actually in there, and they were, and they said that made the whole thing worth, and they paid, they paid a lot of money for that unit. And what's a lot of money to you? More than I would have paid. <laughs> well, no, if you hang out with Jimmy Cheapy Pants, we're talking twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> to my memory, it was, it was in the neighborhood of two, three grand somewhere. In oh, there. that's um, that, that's some doll hairs right there. Yeah. It's a few Big Macs for Adam eats. That's right. So I guess it's just being able to recognize things, uh, doing your homework, recognizing things, and being able to pick them out. And so it's, I've always had a question about storage units. I don't know. That's a game that you know we've talked about. I've seen other people do the same thing. How much of it is junk? Like, are you literally just taking it to the junk for them? I mean, you said you were trying to find personal use items. Like, what were you looking for? Bikes? TVs? Spatulas? Uh, I mean, VCRs? <laughs> from the way you look, like, are you talking about, like, bench pressing? I mean, what, what were you looking for? Weights? More tools than tools. anything. Um, stuff I can use to build up a shop, I guess. Um, and anything personal, like um, things that we have in our home. We got a piano. Um, a lot of the tools that I have came from from there. Um, I don't remember anything. Was, those are the main things offhand, but that's the things we look for. But yes, to answer your question, um, some of them there would be people that wouldn't buy them, and we'd have to go in and clean them out. And it, it was it was a lot of junk. And even the stuff that we did buy, we'd sift through it, and there was a lot of junk too. So it was there's the junk to collect ratio. Yeah, it's kind of weird that people would pay money to store junk yes. and do it for for years. I say if if you have something in a storage unit that's been there longer than six months, you don't need. Unless it belonged to Jerry Sloan. <laughs> That's true. Or some other alleged items I may or may not own in secret locations and hidden. Is there going to be like a second family. lot of Jerry Sloan stuff come out here? I, you know, uh, I hope so. I uh, need to follow up on that. If you can find it. If you can find, yeah, if you can find it. If you can find it. I know we've got, you know, one of our special listeners got Larry's old Lexus, so. Yeah, we're, we're a jazz family podcast. <laughs> well. What else, what else you got for us, Adam? Well, I, I don't know if this is um, taboo. You know, you never know the real stories when you get this crew together. I'm kind of the adopted in. Uh, I've kind of known all these guys separately and things. But, but Ben, he's, he's got a lot of stories about him. There's, there's lots of allegedness that come around. And a lot of them, for some reason, have to deal with your father. Like, was he kind of the overbearing type? Or, or tell me your dad's relationship with these other guys. See the guy that would catch them doing stupid stuff or how did that work <laughs> this could be incriminating i guess no my dad was more the guy that would see us doing stupid stuff and cheer us on <laughs> give us some good ideas <laughs> you might want to do it this way try it like that oh, there's i guess a lot of stuff that i forgot apparently you know more stories than i do so what you always hear things and you never know what's true or not true and uh, did your dad have an accident with a saw? Is that a true story? <laughs> My dad is an amputee. Yes, he is. So he lost his part of his fingers, or what's the real story? He lost, um, let's see, I don't remember. I think it was his left hand. He lost the tip of his ring finger and then all of his pinky finger. I have pictures on my phone if you want to see it. <laughs> yes, I would. That's what, You never know with these guys what's true or not true. You don't make up a man's lost a digit. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've heard other people making up stories that, you know, hanging out with people who don't have legs and taking them to prom. So. Those are all true stories. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You never know with you guys what's true or not true. Uh, a fun story is uh, Ben's father and my father are friendly and have worked together and done a lot of stuff together throughout the years. But now my dad's trying to broker deals for me to go buy stuff off uh, off Ben's dad. So, um, like sports cards, I've got some uh, these baseball coins or something. So my dad would come home with things or say, you should go over and buy this from Ken. You should go, you go look at this or that. So, and uh, it seems that there's a family uh, cycle of selling between us, I guess. I don't know. He's always talking to me. He's like, oh, you got to ask Derek about this. you got to ask Derek about these cards that I have. He's, he's got all kinds of stuff he wants to ask you about. So it sounds like Ken knows. I, you know what I think we might need to do? We need to do like a, a, a second generation. We need to bring in, in Denny and Ken at the same time. Ken and Eddie Shannon. And we just might as well not talk in that episode. They just carry it for us. But um, I, could use some, I could use some carry for a while. You could, you could lift off that back. Now, are you still, uh, wow. are you still a, uh, a guy that likes to negotiate prices? I know we used to like to go haggle. Uh, we had a lot of fun in the pawn shops. I, I haven't. You asked for I just crossed out. I can't. I don't look at that. So I, I have people try to show me. I don't want to see that. Wow. 
Yeah. Also, yeah. Jimmy's looking at me. Wow. That's, Sorry, what was the question? Haggling. Oh, haggling. No. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I, haven't ways. I haven't been into that for a long time. He's no, playing coy. Yeah, I know what he is. He's one of those guys. He's just like the shark. Uh, I think you're on the brink of, uh, of getting back into the game and you have all the skills because we grew up. That's what we do for fun, for whatever oh, reason. Yeah, we we drive to pawn shops, and then we just, I don't know. I don't even know if it was haggle or annoy people, and we didn't necessarily have well, money to buy things. <laughs> I remember you haggle. I think you were the master haggler. You haggle with the carnies, haggle with the... Uh, I had no fear at a time. <laughs> I didn't realize, you know, how uh, easily I could be eliminated. <laughs> hey, when you hang out with those kind of folks, you never know where you're going to end up. But no, I mean, I, I thought that was half the fun was just trying to negotiate. I don't even know that I wanted the item that we were after all the time. But so you can go and tell your children that this is what your, you know, this generation used to do for fun. They would go to pawn shops and haggle guys down on items that they didn't even have enough money to buy. <laughs> That's how clean fun used to be. I remember haggling with the people on, uh, oh, what was that? QVC. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you want to know the QVC? I can't tell you what I had for lunch yesterday. I can't tell you people in my uh, wife's birthdays. Like, yeah, I know my wife's, but like other family members and stuff. Yes. I can tell you the number to call QVC right now is 1-800-345-1515. Okay. And you guys would call QVC and haggle about the price. When you grow up in a small town and you're in... Uh, for whatever reason, maybe it was just dumb luck, but we didn't get into, like, you know, the drugs or the, the drinking. The, the Lord must have been looking out for us. We found other ways to entertain ourselves. I'm not going to go down the, the road of all those ways, but one of the things that we like to do, there's pay phones in those days or, or other things, and, and you could go call up the, the QVCs and you could have a half-hour conversation with somebody that was paid to listen to you. About if they had certain items in stock, or you know, if they could go a little lower on CD players, or, or whatever you wanted to do, and half of it was just to entertain your friends. <laughs> so, but there was a time in my life where I needed a CD player, and I didn't have access to the internet or, or uh, TVs and stuff at the time. The internet so, wasn't existed. Well, it existed, but it wasn't like how it is now. Al Gore was the only one that had access. And so. I knew that if I called 1-800-345-1515 and I told them that I was looking for a CD player to see what they had as far as Discman was concerned, that they could hook me up with a good product at a fair price, and I'll be uh, dipped and boiled out if I still don't own that portable CD player to this day, but also had an AM-FM uh, radio attached to oh, it. Oh, wow. That had to be high dollar back then. That, that's some... I think I only paid $45 for that. I'm not saying that was the going rate. I'm telling you that's why I paid for it. That's what you got it for, huh? Yep. Wow. <laughs> QVC, severed fingers, and storage units. Who I told that? you this uh, 98th episode was going to be a winner. And, and doink the clown. <laughs> doink the clown. Good memory. We, we couldn't even script that any better. Just script it if we, if we tried it. Now, is there is there any chance of you getting on the online sales game? Or is that something you're not interested what, in? What do we got to get you to get into this game? Because we got two guys here that listen to every episode, and then they don't sell on eBay. But uh, Jimmy finds me deals all day long and send it to me. Ben's contacting me about different things throughout the day and, and seeing things and selling things on the on Facebook Marketplace. What's it going to take to push you guys to try an eBay sell? Um, like I said, I just... I'm cautious, and I want to find my niche, and I'm not sure what that is. I've thought about a few things and looked into a few things every, when I have free time. That's another thing. I know it's a pitiful excuse, but time. You, I, you take time to listen to us every week. That's, I'm a multitasker. <laughs> when you're in that office by yourself at work, now you can just put that uh, other work to the side for a bit and make it a little easy money. Jimmy, let's bring the mic over here. What you got? All right, so I actually brought an item today. It's oh, gonna look at be, this. It's going to be my first ooh, sale. Ooh, ooh. It wasn't this gift that you gave me. So it is inspired by previous episodes of the podcast because Derek's had success selling this kind of stuff. It's something that I've kept for a long time for no reason other than nostalgia and memories that I'm ready to get rid of. I want pins and needles. It's not that cool, but I think <laughs> I can, if I can get 20 bucks for it, I'll be happy. So, 
in 1996. <laughs> I remember that. Whatever. My first concert, Smashing Pumpkins at Salt Air in Salt Lake. In yeah, we were 16. And now wait, wait, man. I bought we're, a shirt. We're gonna concert. be honest about this, though. This is my favorite, one of my favorite Jimmy stories. How did you get to go to that concert? Because your parents don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, Randy and Sue aren't listeners. Regularly, <laughs> so Smashing Pumpkins is kind of a scary name if you don't know if you don't know what your kids are listening to. I and they didn't. Well, I listen to a lot of my CDs on their CD player, but. When Mike Painter lent me his uh, melancholy and infinite sadness CD, that was one for the that was one for the discman. But, <laughs> but they were coming to Salt Lake, and I really wanted to go, and so I knew which songs were a little more mellow. And so when I was trying to get my parents to let me let me go, they probably would have let me go anyway. They were a lot more. Um, Reasonable than I thought they were going to be with a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> I would just pl I would play, I played 1979 for them and the Disarm, you know the 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 quieter songs, the mellower songs, and ask for permission to go, and they gave me permission. I just made sure not to play the no bullet with butterfly wings, <laughs> bullet with butterflies wings and zero and. <laughs> And we're talking smashing pumpkins here. We're not talking yeah, chords. It's not the against the machine. You know. So you so, were okay, pretty, sorry, pretty I still, for more for a lot of people. Okay, so I, I still was under a little bit. So okay, what do you got? So it's not a necessarily a tour shirt. It doesn't have like all the dates and everything on it. But I bought it at that concert in 1998. In the 90s, 1998. <laughs> with the star, and it's got an SP on the back, the Smashing Pumpkins logo. No, now have you looked up comps or anything on that? I just tried. Um, didn't find anything right out, you know, with a couple searches. You're not. You're gonna sell for more than more than twenty dollars. More than twenty dollars. Yeah. More than twenty dollars. Yes. So, yeah, I think one of the main things, or one of the things that stopped me in the past, and that's nice about Facebook, is shipping, and that's kind of a mystery to me. Even after all these episodes I've listened to, you know, Adam brought out his blue shiny things, and you knew right off the bat that he could get a better deal on the priority. He doesn't listen to me. I'm kind of mad at Adam right now because. He won't go to pirate ship and save himself money. Because it's hard. eBay shipping is so easy. It's, like, it's not hard. You just need to know a zip code and an address. But I don't have to do anything with the eBay stuff. What do you have to do with pirate <laughs> ship? I don't know. I've never done it. We're going to do after the show, we're going to do a quick tutorial <laughs> for Jimmy and for you. Well, okay. But with and Ben, if he wants to stick around. But that's, so that's, that's all, though. I'm not going to do it for anyone else listening. <laughs> Unless you come in studio. So, so who did you go to said concert with? Did you and Derek go to the concert together? Well, I didn't go to that kind of music. I, I was a good kid. <laughs> no, it was Mike Painter and Mike Wood. Who's not I wasn't smart kids. enough. I don't remember who else went. Did, Sorry. Did Clint have to drive you guys? <laughs> no, we were 16. <laughs> I wasn't smart enough to play him the calm song. <laughs> My cousin invited me to golf that day at Thanksgiving Point, which at the time was the most expensive course in Utah. So I had... The guys picked me up at Thanksgiving point after my round, and I changed clothes because I, at the time, you had to dress up in a <laughs> polo, and I didn't wear a polo to the Smashing Pumpkins concert, so I brought a change of clothes. A lot of memorable. Well, I think you'll be surprised with uh, what that can fetch you. Yeah, that's, 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 that's good advice. And then that'll that'll just kind of feed the beast because when you see people pay for stuff, it's unreal. Once once it happens, it's kind of that. It's kind of you get that hook. Yeah, it's kind of like a. I always compare it to gambling, but you two aren't big gamblers, so it's kind of like a uh, your team scores a touchdown. I don't know. <laughs> they, they're very conservative. If you didn't hear that, they don't they don't gamble on things. That's all right though. It's not a gamble if you know you're going to win. That's what Pelican taught me. That's right. Or I'm sorry. I, I just need to. There's this hundredth episode that I wanted to make sure got recorded. So me and Adam have been spoiling it all week. They're all a couple episodes now. Last few weeks now. There's a rumor in the 100th episode that you have golfed with a major celebrity probably more than a lot of people. Do you want to go into any of those stories, or should we just leave it as a uh, rumor in innuendo? I, I'll leave it for now. We'll, we'll tease the crowd. We'll tease. He'll, he'll come back and tell these stories someday. That's, that's it, Adam. You find out who you are. You, you guys, there's there's more uh, deep diving in the area that you guys grew up than most people could deal with. Well, I appreciate the gifts. Thanks, you guys, for coming in. Thanks yeah, for listening to other episodes. Sure.
Jimmy's got more things to share. Okay. I'm not going nowhere. Well, we, we're here to hear. Sorry, I just <laughs> no, a couple things fine. that I wanted to bring up. First is this. I got to show you guys. Well, I have to redeem this. I'm holding up is a golden ticket from. <laughs> I didn't even mention you. Pre-pandemic. Your first, award the first winner, for, I think. Uh, anyway, I've got this golden ticket, and I've got. I know what I want to do <laughs> to redeem it. It might take a few months to be able to pull together, but I want to go to the Pelican area of Utah, and there's a couple stores I want to source out with you guys. Oh. So maybe he can join us if he's not doing what he does. <laughs> His windows are boarded <laughs> up. Well, yeah, not today. It was not the time to go there. <laughs> Lesson learned. But but it might be because a lot of people are taking some stuff now because it you know, might be some damage, so we can find some some uh, low-hanging fruit up there. The other thing I wanted to mention that I know I should bring, I thought I should bring up here because I know you guys don't pay attention, and that is the Star War, as you like to call it. Star Wars. So it's got a nest on it. No, only they made more than one. Yeah, only when you're talking about more than one movie. Oh, it's singular. <laughs> Cacti or cactus? It's like thermos. The plural is thermon. Wow. No, that's Munson, right? So, um, there's there's a TV show on. There's a Netflix show called The Mandalorian. That you guys don't watch because it's a Star Wars show that is coming out with the season two at the end of October. And so, it's just a tip for anybody that might be anticipating people the demand that might come about from that that season coming out. There's all these Baby Yoda type toys and stuff that I'm sure you can make some money on if you were into taking risks. And I know I'm not going to spoil anything that these guys were going to buy because they're not into the Star Wars. So. I haven't gone down. That's not my niche yet. Nor do I think it ever will be. However, if there's money to be made, I would sell Baby Yoda and his parents. You did sell. <laughs> you did sell. I don't even care. I would think twice about selling that Baby Yoda into somebody's hands. <laughs> Wow. Well, you never know what's going to happen when we have the uh, in-studio guests. We, we've had a ball. Um, any other topics you want to hit on here, D-Roy? Um, I did a big run. Uh, I was probably going to talk more about it, but I went multi-state um, this this uh, last week, well, this weekend, after the Labor Day. Uh, but it's kind of fun sometimes if you, uh, if you ever get your wild hair, uh, whatever you're after, whether it's going to uh, pawn shops or... Um, Maybe, you know, your thrift stores or, or retail arbitrage, Walmarts, whatever. Make yourself a little, a little uh, you know, a little map. And I ended up in Evanston, Wyoming, of all places, uh, looking for things. And it was, it was a fun little uh, side trip until, until I was coming back and my car decided that it had, it had enough and it was ready to tap. But that's a whole other story for another day. Hey, well, the story is I'm backing out of my driveway and this idiot is, like, sitting there behind my driveway. I'm like, I'm like what is that moron doing? I'm, like, waving at him, like, get out of my way. And sure enough, back out of the driveway, there's Derek in a new uh, new car. So I, I didn't even know it was him and I was cursing him out. A new car that we've had for probably four years has almost it's, it's one mile away from hitting the three hundred thousand mark for the last six months. <laughs> just just can't can't give up the goal. Uh, the more it, well, here's a here's a story. So my wife, I wasn't feeling exactly great one day, and she calls me up and says, "My car's about to hit three hundred thousand miles. You want to come out and let's go for a ride and hit the mark?" So me being the guy I am, I threw on some clothes because probably I was just you know in bed sick napping trying to trying to bounce back. And uh, so I go out there, and we went riding, and I'm like, I know I'm not feeling good, but it feels like we've been going for a while, and we only have to go, like, a mile. And I'm like, we went a mile. Then finally, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, she's like, oh, it's been like this all day. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm not feeling good. Let's go home. So. so it didn't go over. But for resale value, now that thing is almost went 300,000 miles. I'm not going to give you a screaming deal because I like you. <laughs> Cash money. You know, I'll give you a Carfax if that's what you're after, but it's it's uh, it's almost to that point where it's going to be an instant classic. You can hear that talent shows or whatever you do across the nation with cars. I guess that'd be a car show, not a talent show. I think you need to call up your brother-in-law and see if you can get him swindled on that deal. He is the eBay Motor kind of guy. I've, I've thought about selling on eBay Motors. I'm just trying. So what we were doing is uh, we came back, and, and the Red Triangle of Death, if any of you are Prius people will know what that is, it's like... 
worse than the check engine light. Sometimes it just goes off sometimes. And uh, this is a 2004 car with 300,000 miles on it, so it doesn't really owe us much at this point. Um, but we were coming down the canyon, and that came on. Then I got out of the car, and I saw there was like a slit in the tires almost, so I had to go get new tires. I thought that was the problem. And uh, it wasn't, so I was just driving, hoping it would go off so I could sell it to somebody or trade it in or whatever you do with it. That cars. was your excuse you were doing it by my house. You were, you know, scoping it out. Well, I was looking at those fires. You're up there on that high mountain. I wanted to make sure that you hadn't been evacuated or consumed by flame, but then you called me some moron up there checking on your wealth. Luckily. Or, I mean, health. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Luckily, the, uh, the uh, heavens came down and gave us some snow last night, and... Uh, Severely slowed down the fire. It was it was a little concerning, but it, all is well. Uh, I do got another question for Jimmy. Okay. All right. Um, and, and I'm assuming probably been the same way. We're uh, we're all pretty um, savvy when it comes to vehicles. We all tend to buy vehicles that are not brand new because we're not going to waste our money on that. That's how Pelican got uh, Gail's good Lexus. Um, Jimmy, I, I'm familiar with the car you had. I used to have the the Twinner car. How many miles does the Saturn have on it now? Oh, it's only got 150,000. Only 150. Wow, you yeah, are, that's got a lot of life left in it. You are extremely conservative, like uh, like your eBay. I'm not doing much. I, I put up to 230,000 on mine when I sold it, and I, and I wish I would have kept it. So you got a lot of life, especially right, if, you're, nice. if you're driving that way, man. You. You could drive that thing another seven years before it goes out of stuff. Your point of your children could probably drive that. <laughs> that sounds probably the goal. Well, that was my question. Yeah, I know Jimmy, he's, he, he keeps that stuff. In fact, I, I do have another thing that I don't think you could ever sell it. But one day, Jimmy and I were, were at a radio event, and we went and got uh, uh, Lavelle Edwards and Ron McBride's autographs on a football. And I, I still have that football. And I, you know, it's one of those things I don't know if you ever want to sell it, but. Your kids will, or, their, or your grandkids. They probably will. That's, what, I, that's what's going to happen. I, I was hoping to Ben's find, grandkids are going to buy that from your grandkids out of the storage unit and sell it. That's, what's, that's how that goes. I, I was hoping with some of the relationships that I have, I could get, maybe get, get get Kyle Whittingham's and then Kalani and somehow find Gary Croton and just, you know, go back to if I get Jim Fossil to sign it and have all of the Utah BYU coaches back to the beginning of time. There's there's better than four schools. Uh, yeah, I figured I might as well give it a shot. Well, Adam... We got two guests in here, and there's two things there for certain. I think we're to that point, are we? I think we are to that point. Well, fellas, what are those two things? Death piles and taxes.